Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. Today we continue learning Pirkeavot, Ethics of the Fathers, with Mishnah 3 of Chapter 3, in which Rabbi Hanina ben Tradion said, If two sit together and there are no words of Torah between them, it is a session of scorners. As it is said, in the session of scorners he does not sit, but if two sit together, if two sit together and words of Torah are between them, the Divine Presence rests between them, as it is said. Then those who fear Hashem spoke to one another, and Hashem listened and heard. And a book of remembrance was written before Him for those who fear Hashem, and give th thought to His name. From this verse we would know this only about two people. How do we know that if even one person sits and occupies himself with Torah, the Holy One, blessed be He, determines a reward for him. For it is said, let one sit in solitude and be still, for he will have received a reward for it. So this Rabbi Hanina ben Tradion was one of the ten martyrs that died uh, by the Romans in the times of the destruction of the second temple. And uh, his teaching is that if two people sit together and there are no words of Torah, they are considered to be scorners. And what he's saying here is why are they assumed to be scorners? Like imagine if two people are sitting together and they're discussing business or you're in school and your teacher is teaching you how to read and write. How, how could you come to think that this is being a scorner? So what he's telling us here that it is a very harsh judgment what he's saying is that in our morning prayers we recite Abraha that we have that it allows us to learn Torah in which he says to be engaged in the words of Torah. It doesn't say to be engaged rather to study Torah but to be engaged in the words of Torah. So it doesn't really mean that you have to be learning Torah with a person all day. What it means is that everything that you do in your life should be geared towards Torah. So if you're learning how to read and write, it should be so you can learn how to read and write uh, uh, for the Torah. Uh, if you're in a business dealing, then your head should be uh, geared towards what is the right way to deal with business, what does the Torah say about this, if I have to lend someone money, what does God want from me, how it, how it should be done. So a person that all day is contemplating Torah, everything he does in his life, from the most mundane things in, in, in his life, but he's thinking about Torah, then uh, he's not considered a scorner. What he's telling us here that this Mishnah is trying to tell us is that when we live a life in which we don't have Torah in our minds, then we are living an aimless life without, without any goal. Like everything we do has no purpose. It's just like you're like an animal basically. You, you wake up, you, you eat breakfast, you drink your coffee, you go to work, you come back home, you sit in your couch, you watch the game, you go to sleep, but there's nothing that is gearing you up for a, a more purposeful and meaningful life. And that's what he's saying. So the Hebrew word late, meaning a scorner or scoffer, refers to a person who does not see life uh, as a serious mission. It's a person that sees life like a joke, like, oh, we're only here for the, for the ride. And who dismisses the concept of an ultimate goal and viewing it as an absurdity. So he sees life as like, it's an, it's an accident of, of the world. Like it's, um, we're here just because of an accident. So it is of interest that there is no Hebrew equivalent to the word fun. 
there are words for enjoyment and amusement in the Hebrew alphabet, but not for fun. So why? Because fun refers to activities that have no aim, have no, they're not goal directed, they have no purpose. You're just having fun. You're, you're, you're playing um, a game in, the, in your phone, but it has no purpose eventually. But if you do it because it keeps, it takes away the stress from you and it's gonna take away your stress and because it's gonna take your stress away, you're gonna be a better person and you're gonna come home and you're gonna be a happier parent and you're gonna be a better father to your kids or a better mother to your children or a better wife or a better husband, then playing a game has a purpose, even something so low as that. So here we see also that the Mishnah tells us that the, the divine presence rests between them, rests between two people who are talking uh, words of Torah. And uh, it comes with a, with a parable of, of the Mishnah. It's portrayed trying to understand what this means. And it says that after the Torah was given to Israel, God commanded the Jewish people to build a Mishkan, a tabernacle in the desert, where he could dwell in them. And uh, the relationship between giving the Torah to Israel and building the Mishkan is portrayed in the following Midrash, in which it says that there's a parable of a king who had an only daughter, and this only daughter was gonna get married to a, to a prince, to a king from another place. And the king said to him, my daughter whom I gave to you in marriage is an only daughter. What can I do? I cannot separate myself from her because she's my only one. I cannot tell you not to take her because obviously you have to go back to wherever you come from and she's your wife. But I'm gonna ask you one little thing. I'm gonna ask you that wherever you build a home, build a, a room for me so I can come and be with you. So uh, build a small room so I can dwell amongst you. So did God say to Israel, I have given you the Torah and I cannot depart from it. I cannot live without the Torah. So that's why he told the Jewish people to build the Mishkan so he could dwell in them. This is the little room in this world so Hashem can be with us. So the reason that the divine presence joins with two who study Torah is that God is inseparable to Torah. It is him. It's part, it's, it's his extension. Just as the princess was the extension of her father, the Torah is the extension of Hashem. So the metaphor of the Torah as the king's daughter conveys that the Torah is a derivative of God himself. And furthermore, as the daughter in the parable was an only daughter, to, so too is Torah the only truth and there is no alternative. So this is why uh, the, the, when two people sit together and they talk words of Torah, the presence of Hashem, the Shekhinah, dwells amongst them because this is that little room, that's where he is. So here we also learn that uh, the, the Rabbi Hanina ben Tradion is the author of the Mishnah that focuses on the purpose of life. This Mishnah is telling, talking to us about purpose of life as being goal directed with Torah as the ultimate goal. Like if you don't have Torah in your life, Torah values at least, then you have no purpose in your life. There's no reason. Like why would you get married? Why would you have a job? Why do you want a house? Why do you want a nice car? 
all these questions yes i want a job so i can fulfill uh, for my family i can give them food put food in their table i can make a beautiful shabbat meal every shabbat and have guests over to my house like it there has to be purpose to the things we do so here we say that in the talmud of uh, abodat sarah relates that rabbi Yosef said to rabbi hanina my dear brother are you not aware that god has empowered the roman empire to wreak his wrath upon us to destroy his temple and kill his pious servants yet you defiantly expound the torah and you go and you teach it publicly and rabbi hanina replied to him i will continue to do so and rely on god's mercy and how dare you expose yourself to danger and expect miracles says uh, rabbi rabbi um, rabbi yose so both you and the Torah are apt to be put to the stake. And shortly after Yosef's death, Rabbi Hanina was arrested and, and, uh, and for, for teaching Torah in defiance of the Roman Empire. And him and his wife were put to death. So he was wrapped. This is, we read it every young keeper. Everybody's crying in shul when we read about these 10 martyrs because they were killed in such a cruel way but he was wrapped in a Torah scroll and he was put in fi on fire. And to prolong his torture, the Roman applied wet clothes to his chest and his daughter wept when she saw him. And she said, Father, is this the reward that you get for studying Torah? And Rabbi Hanina replied to her, if only I was being burned, it might be difficult for me, but since I'm being burned together with the Torah, however, will avenge the Torah will avenge me as well. So this is a person of complete faith in God, of bitul, of nullification to Hashem. But then Rabbi Hanina's disciple, disciples started noting that the master was staring intently as, and asking, what are you seeing? What do you see? And he said in prophetic words that, that have unfortunately been repetitive themes throughout the Jewish history in which people have been burned and Torah books have been burned and, and, and Torah scrolls have been burned and synagogues have been burned down. And he says, I see a parchment burning, but the letters take wing through the air. So he saw that even though the parchment was being burned, the letters of the Torah were flying away. And many times our citadels of Torah study have been burned. So what it says is that even if they're burned, the words of the Torah are never burned. They're eternal. And even the executioner that was killing uh, Rabbi Hanina was very touched by his words. And he asked him, he said, Master, he said, if I hasten your death, if I make it quicker for you and I relieve your suffering by removing the wet cloths, and adding wood to the fire, will I merit paradise? And Rabbi Hanina answered him, for sure you will merit paradise. Indeed so. So the executioner did just that. He took away the wet cloths and, and hastened his death, made it uh, faster for him so he wouldn't suffer so much. And at the end, he jumped in the fire and he burned with Rabbi Hanina. So uh, we see here that, uh, that this is a very strong, strong um, part of that for us it's very hard to understand but in reality if we see and we take the words of Rabbi Hanina to heart and we realize that life this world here is just the 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 the, the preamble to what it is for us to come that this is not it this is not where we're gonna stay there's something more then we will take the Torah more seriously with more intention with more kavanah and more appreciation today this week it's Purim and this is what we're, we're taught, 
This is what we learn generation after generation. What is our purpose in this world? What is our mission here? Rabbi Hanina was very much into teaching people about their purpose and their mission and their life, lifelong uh, life struggles and why we're here. It's not a vacation. We have a job to do. So I wish you a good week and remember, live a little higher. Thank you.